The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Happy 2024 from us here at Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and this week we are going to be presenting to you the breakdown of the finger poke of doom. Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, WCW Monday Nitro from January 4th, 1999. This is going to be a special type of uh, breakdown slash watch along here uh, for all of you. It's the 25-year anniversary, and I thought that uh, with a little bit of hindsight, we can discuss what was right and what was wrong about that. And joining me to do all of that here, it's been a long time since we've gotten together and... uh, uh, chopped it up when it comes to wrestling. My dear close personal longtime friend and my uh, my good buddy, um, my co-host, more importantly, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, dude? Well, Dave, always a pleasure that uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm more excited. I know we talked uh, <laughs> about this uh, c- c- coming here, but like I current, I hate the current product of wrestling right now. So, so the only time I really, really enjoy watching wrestling is with you in this podcast. So right. I'm really excited to be excited about wrestling again. I, I appreciate <laughs> your excitement and your enthusiasm. Hopefully you have enough of that so that we can break down and, and talk about this. Uh, what, what many consider the, the moment that WCW lost the war. To, to the WWF and the Monday Night Wars. So we're going to do something a little different uh, with this episode here, okay? So a number of years ago, um, on the 20th anniversary, uh, Justin and I, we broke down the Finger Poke of Doom in trading places format where we discussed um, an alternate type of finish to the Finger Poke of Doom. Um, and we also coincided that with Mick Foley's world title win, which took place on this very same night on a taped episode of Monday Night Raw, which we will get to um, very shortly. But um, what we're going to do here is originally I had plans for us to watch the entire episode of Mon- of this Monday Night Raw, and after realizing. Um, what we were really going to be focusing on. I just thought, why don't we go a different approach? So what we're going to do is we're going to watch each segment that led up to this finger poke of doom that involved all the major players, Goldberg, Kevin Nash, Hollywood Hogan, the NWO. And we're going to break down each segment. We're going to talk about what we liked about it or what we disliked about it or what you would have liked to have seen take place in those individual segments and just kind of go from there. So before we do all that, Let's just set the scene for a moment because you kind of talked about it before I clicked record. Um, eight days prior, Kevin Nash, Goldberg, the main event at Starcade. Kevin Nash wins the world title in controversial fashion with help from Scott Hall dressed up as a security guard using the taser gun to take out Goldberg. Share with me your thoughts on that match and the finish and, and what you felt then and what you feel now about it. Well, that. I, I just thought that the, the one thing that was kind of keeping the, the the ship going was Goldberg. Okay. That 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 uh, that uh, that uh, 
the, the the most intriguing thing about WCW was Goldberg and the streak yep. and, and that that uh, and I to their credit this is the one thing I give him credit for I don't think a single human being that 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 uh, that as a wrestling fan of course that that uh, it it didn't think. Goldberg was going to win that event. Just go on, whatever. So, so the final he lost was such a shock. Yeah, but no but, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but the way he lost and and it just like it's so easy now to go go back and be like, how stupid, what stupid booking. But but like, why would you kill your cash cow? I just don't understand that. I I my mind is blown. Just like the, your most intriguing thing. Like, 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 it wasn't stale yet. I just can't comprehend till this day what they were thinking, getting, taking the belt off Goldberg. Now, we've talked about this on a couple different podcasts, this subject itself. We've talked about my, the, the finger poke of doom was one of my guilty pleasures. So I'm going to be defending a fair amount of the logic in this. Okay. And I know that you're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here. So when it comes to what you're saying, you know, killing the cash cow, so to speak, I can understand from your perspective why you would feel that way. I do. I truly do. Because you're right. Goldberg was probably the hottest thing that WCW had at that time. But they also had some other good stuff, too. DDP was on the rise. The cruiserweights, you know, Jericho was making a mark. Um, you had the NWO split, which a lot of people don't agree with, but I didn't have a problem with the NWO split. I didn't mind the Wolfpack. In fact, I liked the Wolfpack. I thought they were WCW's answer to DX. They were that rebel, renegade, cool faction. They had that, you know, that 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 hip hop style music, and you know the. They, the place, I mean, I've watched a lot of older Nitros from 1998 going into this episode that we're going to break down here. And the Wolfpack and even Kevin Nash to a certain extent, they rivaled popularity uh, of Goldberg, okay? Like if you were to pick like three baby faces in WCW that were just at that time in 1998, in no particular order, Goldberg, Nash, and Diamond Dallas Page. And on the other end of the spectrum, you had Hogan and the NWO Black and White, I guess you could say, were probably like the number one heel, um, you know, in, in, in the pecking order, so to speak, for WCW. So when they announced, when they booked Goldberg and Kevin Nash for Starcade, I was a big Kevin Nash guy. I liked the streak with Goldberg. So I, I wanted Nash to win, but if Nash didn't win and Goldberg defeated him, I would have been okay with that too, okay? Now, also, you have to remember too, let me just kind of throw something out there. The finish with Scott Hall, okay, as the, 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 the security guard with the taser gun, that was during a, like, lull period of where Scott Hall stood in the NWO because Scott Hall was kind of, on his own. The NWO black and white, if you remember in the storyline, had kicked him out because they got tired of his... They, they were using his, his real-life substance abuse issues as part of a storyline. You remember that, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. So they had taken that and they had used that as an excuse to kick him out of the NWO uh, black and white. Six months prior to that, 
he turned on Kevin Nash, his best friend, and they had that rivalry that a lot of people didn't really care for because they wanted to see the two of them together. So Scott Hall's logic from a storyline perspective in helping Kevin Nash win, or you know, screwing Goldberg was to help Nash win the, the actual match itself and try to get back in the good graces of Kevin Nash and the Wolfpack. So as much as people say that there was, it didn't make any sense, um, I think the finish to Starcade and that led to this finger poke of doom, okay, I personally believe that had there been better follow-up, I think it would have been accepted more. And also, had it taken place on a different night, if they didn't have the Mankind title win on a taped Raw, people might look at that finger poke of doom a little bit differently. Mm. That's just my opinion. What, what, are you, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, it's hard. I, I like to think you, you could be potentially right. I just think the just the timing in, to, to itself, just like they were the king of the kings of, for, for, for wrestling rating for, for so long. 83 weeks it, to be it, exact. That, that, uh, that, uh, and you could tell the roller coaster was going in the opposite direction they wanted to. That uh, yes. That, that uh, so. I just like I said, I just don't get the timing of of of, of getting the belt off Goldberg and losing the streak and and just losing all that momentum and and, and the, like like if they did that three four five months uh, later, maybe I kind of get it. The 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 horses left the barn. WWE it, it was Stone Cold and the Undertaker. They just took the reins of that, uh, and, and and they were not gonna let go. And, and like I would kind of get it, but there was still like hope and like 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 it was it, like, like 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 they weren't getting drowned in the, in the ratings yet. And like I still, were they still up? But at this time, no, they 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 were. WWF was pretty much had taken the 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 clear. Okay. Uh, reigns of the ratings um th- i mean this was their attempt to obviously i mean now let's all set the scene here okay Let, for a moment you know nash beats goldberg at starcade on television the next night on nitro nash talks about how he that's not how he wanted to win the title and that you know what scott hall did wasn't the right thing to do nash sets up the match with he demands a, a title rematch to give Goldberg the title opportunity the following week at the Georgia Dome. So clearly, this was a setup on Bischoff's part and WCW to try to grab, you know, viewers to their program by putting a high profile title, advertising, I should say, a high profile title match in Kevin Nash and Goldberg, a pay per view rematch, which was the norm back then in a sense if you if you recall yeah the pay-per-views were fun and you shelled out 25 30 40 bucks whatever but i could probably count on both of my hands the amount of times that a major match took place on pay-per-view and you saw the rematch on television either the next night or a week or two later yeah and it was like what was the point what was the point of ordering the pay-per-view you know what i mean yeah case of point of course uh goldberg hogan that uh that uh, how is that how is not that 
How is Hogan Goldberg uh, when Goldberg finally won the title? Yep. Not a pay per view match. Blows we, my we, mind. You know what? What blows my mind is the fact that they didn't build to Hogan Goldberg at Starcade yeah. that year instead of Goldberg Nash. Okay. Or what blows my mind is they didn't build to Nash and Hogan on a pay per view as the two leaders of the rival NWO factions. They kept those two separated for so long in terms of like a major match. They interacted on television, but they never had a, a high-profile pay-per-view match as the leaders of the NWO. And that's what was the center of the, the NWO split was Nash took a group of his guys and formed this rebel faction away from Hogan and his dictatorship. How did they not pay that off? You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. So, which... Essentially, we pretty much got our answer with the finger poke of doom. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through this, okay? And we're going to – what I want you to do right now is I want you to go to your Peacock, go to search for WCW Monday Nitro, Season 5, Episode 1, January 4th, 1999, okay? And I want you to fast forward to the first segment at 47 minutes and 31 seconds, okay? And this is going to be where Goldberg gets confronted by the Atlanta Police Department in the Georgia Dome ahead of his title match. And we're going to just break down each segment um, and go from there. And we're going to talk about what was right and what was wrong about these segments, what you liked, what you disliked, or what you would have liked to have seen, Okay. So, without further ado, when I say play, press play, I will have the audio up and we're going to kind of listen to, um, the, we're going to track it here and, and listen to what's taking place and then we're going to pause it and then we're going to talk about it and then we're going to move on to the next segment. So, without further ado, let me get my microphone cord uh, straightened out here. Without further ado, in three, two, one, hit play. We have a warrant for your arrest. You have a warrant for my arrest? That's correct. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. Whatever it is, whoever charged me with whatever it is, like I said, you know, Jack knows, everybody in this city knows that I do nothing but positive things for this community. I do all the things for kids. I do things for the fallen cops. So you and you and you, nobody here can take me in for anything that I didn't do. You got that? I don't care because whatever it is, I'm innocent. Like I said, none of you guys can take me downtown for something I'm not guilty for. Not any one of you guys or collectively all of you. You got that? I don't like being wrongly accused. So whatever it is, it's bogus and it ain't true. Uh, something in the face. I don't hear anything else. I have an arrest warrant for you, Mr. Goldberg. And you're going to have to go downtown with us, regardless of if you like it or not. You are going downtown First of all, I don't like it. Second of all, whatever it is, like I said, I didn't do it. So every gun you got and every piece of mace you got, it's going to take every single piece of weaponry to take me down there. Okay, so you prepared to do that? I hope you are, because I am. I stand for good in this community, and nobody can tell me otherwise. 
fans, this, okay. this is a breaking What's story going on? here. He's being arrested. For what? In the, I don't know. They, oh, what do you, you want, do, Jack? Just calm down. You man. know and I know it ain't true. You need Whatever to calm down. I understand it, but you need to calm down. What Let's go over to the precinct. Calm down. I got my whole life on the line I, here. I, I, I got my reputation. We're calling defamation of character here. Bill, okay? listen, I, I understand. It. Listen, you calm down. I understand, okay? Go to the precinct. We're going to get all the information. The detectives are going to find out what's going on. Jack, Everything will be straightened out. Look, it ain't right. This is not right. You know me. Listen, go to the precinct. We're going to get the information. Everything's going to be taken care of, okay? Damn. Listen, calm down, Bill. This is the last time I'm going to tell you. All I need you to do is put your hands behind you. Put your hands behind me. Put your hands behind your back. You know what this makes me look like, Jack? This makes Bill. me look like I'm guilty. Look, I understand. Just put your hands behind you. Let the officers handcuff you. Like, we're gonna take Bill. Put your hands behind your back. Listen, I'm gonna tell you one more time. Put your hands behind you. Look, you understand. You know me, okay? Do like I asked you. Let's go to the precinct. We're gonna get everything straightened out, okay? All I got right? to say, Jack, is we've been friends for a long time. You do your job. You do what you gotta do, and I guarantee you, I'll be vindicated because this is wrong. Bill, I understand. You do what I, you gotta I, do. I understand. Let's just go on down there. We'll get the information. All right, fans. Everything's Let's gonna come out. Okay. This is wrong, Jack. Let's this is wrong. Let's go. Let's go. This is wrong. This is a breaking story. We're gonna follow. Okay, you're looking. All right. So let's. <laughs> there's there's a couple of things. All right. So your first impression of that. That's I thought that was actually pretty amazing. Really? <laughs> that that uh, I'm not amazing per se, but I just thought it was funny. Where it's like, it's like, it's like I'm not doing anything wrong. He's like sticking his finger right in the police police guy's chest. <laughs> like I, a good example. All right, here's where my logic goes. Yeah, my my brain starts working here. Yeah. First of all, the cop approaches Goldberg and says, "We have a warrant for your arrest," but there were no charges. No, he didn't tell him what he was being charged with. Nor did Goldberg ask him, "What am I being charged with?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the first, it, it just sounded so fake, for lack of a better term. The, go, the cop was like, "We got a warrant for your arrest," but doesn't tell him what he's being charged with. And here's the kicker, right? Either Shivani realized that the segment was going to the shits, or. He was told to express it to the viewer, but Shivani says, we don't even know what he's being charged with right now, fans. Like, he was kind of letting the viewers know that, like, the, the whatever you're watching, like, he was trying to put some logic into it, it sounded like. And here's the other thing, too. He was never read his Miranda rights. No. He gets cuffed, and he wasn't read his Miranda rights. So tell me what you, so you told me what you liked. What do you dislike about it? What? How do you think that could have been, could it have been, Illustrated better. Talk, share with me your thoughts. And right off the right, the, right off the bat, that, that uh, maybe he should have uh, put his uh, finger in that, guy, that cop's chest. That that, that that I watch enough clips that 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 uh, you do that to a police officer, you're going down hard. Yeah, well, that's the other thing too. Yeah, he put his finger in his chest, and that's. I mean, there, there it is, right there. Yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of. I'm fast forwarding here yeah. to get to the next segment, so we'll we'll talk about that shortly. Um, yeah, he puts his finger in his chest, and most cops would consider that assault. You could technically consider that assault. You don't put your hands yeah. on a police officer. So I know that they kind of set the scene a little bit, too, that Goldberg knows the one cop, Jack. And it's not like they were using, like, you know, the extras or indie talent dressed up as mall security. Like, they had real Atlanta police officers. You saw, like, the badges and the patches and 
you know their duty belts with their guns their weapons and their their handcuffs and the 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 the, the chemical agent that they use i mean it was they used real cops yeah. they made it look real so if you're going to make it look real then you need to kind of put a little bit more effort into like you, there needs to be a little bit more effort than that Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go now to 50 minutes and 27 seconds. Goldberg's being hauled out of the pol- out of the Georgia Dome by police as he as he's being hauled out. We're going to see Hollywood Hogan and Kevin Nash approach the enter the scene here. So set it up 50 minutes, 27 seconds. When I say play, press play in three, two, one, pull. Let me make sure I got it muted. Yep, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Understandably, Kevin Nash is the one who made this challenge and made the match oh, this last is funny? week. This is funny to you? Yeah. I think it's funny because I'm a law and order politician, and I believe in a man doing his time. If he's guilty, and he's guilty. <laughs> Your vote will be appreciated. Thank you. Politicians arrive. All right, are you going to be the VP? Well, Bishop, this got to make you smile, Bishop. All right. So we see Goldberg get hauled out. Yep. Nash, he's trying to make sure that the match takes place. Hogan shows up. Hogan's got a big grin on his face. And the closing shot shows Miss Elizabeth talking with two individuals in their, in, you know, I don't even know what they are, but they're dressed in a suit and tie, so they look like important people. Yeah, detectives, yeah. Pretty much, it looks like now we're kind of getting a little bit of an idea as to what's taking place. What was right? What was wrong? What would you like? What would you dislike? Share with me your so thoughts. We're, we're in mystery still. That that uh, I kind of I like that part. That um, um, They gave uh, uh, maybe a little too much away when they showed Elizabeth talking with the detectives or whatever, the guys with suits. I kind of, I might have would have left that part out still. Like, like, like set that for a later, yeah, like a, exactly. a later scene. Okay, it, 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 that that um, it, that uh, that would be the that um, again, fucking another asshole put, put, puts their puts their finger on a right in the chest of the cop again. Here comes Nash. I have a match tonight with him. Tate wins, puts his finger on the cop. And the cop got physical with him too. Yeah. You saw him. He put hands on, you know, he put hands on Nash as well. Yeah. Um, really setting the scene for like what eventually would be this turn in a sense with Nash, you know, kind of politicking in his way. And, you know, hey man, I got a match with this guy. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Here's another thing that kind of, throws you know gets my wrestling logic going they didn't leave in a police car they left in like a fucking ford taurus or something like there wasn't even no cop car nothing it looked like a looked like a civilian vehicle exactly like if you're gonna use the atlanta police department 
and you and, and instead of you know trying to use like most wrestling organizations do indie workers dressed up as security guards yeah. or cops with one badge or whatever at least go all out like where was their vehicle like what about was, older vehicles there was 20 cops yeah there was yeah exactly <laughs> there was yeah there was there was yeah 20 cops that, that escorted him out of the the Georgia dome or at least you could have gotten was the paddy wagon yeah put him in the paddy wagon make it you know a little bit more dramatic and say you put him in like a like a a civilian car and the Hogan thing I mean like you said with Elizabeth that could have been saved for a later date you know what I mean I, I feel like you know yeah, I, totally I, I know they were trying to set the scene that like maybe there's an idea that Hogan might be behind this but you still could have accomplished that at a later date so I mean so far there's some gaps in the logic with what we're with what we're um with what we're discussing here, but for the most part, um, I mean, I'm just trying to fast forward to get to these next, you know, the ne- the next scene or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of logic that's being picked apart here um, when it comes to certain aspects of it. So you're okay with pretty much for the most part what you saw here. Like yeah. it's not, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. I see more egregious things in wrestling than those two segments. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's fair. That is fair. Um, so, looking back on it, or I got a question for you. Yeah. Did you watch this episode of Nitro when it took place? That were you? I mean, you were a big wrestling fan back then, so I'm guessing you were either you watched I Raw, had or you to fl- just based on that. I I I could know like yesterday. The mankind winning the title. Uh, I, okay, so I, you so you know yeah. so you watch so you were focused on that episode of 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 Raw then. I, I checked out Nitro wasn't on your radar. Nitro, whatever happened on Nitro, I got checked out when when uh, when uh, Eric Bischoff said, "Hey, turn in the Raw tonight. That 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 uh, uh, Foley's little boy, uh, Mrs. Foley's little boy is going to win the title tonight." I'm like, "Holy shit, he's winning the title!" <laughs> now I'm glad you brought that point up, okay? Because I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about that. Hold that thought, okay? Yeah. I want to talk about that. I would that. say you brought up what, that No, I know, I know. I know it's 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 on the radar. Yeah. I want to talk about that because there's something interesting that I don't think you know about that a lot of fans don't really know about when it comes to that particular moment when Bischoff made the announcement, okay? I will get to that at some point later as we're discussing. But anyways, let's go on. Goldberg is now um, he's going to be escorted by the police, de- the police back to the police department. Now, if you also recall in that segment, the previous segment that we watched, I don't know. I don't, I think it was Shivani. Shivani said that he was being taken across the street to the police department at the CNN center. Okay. So it's not like he is very far from the, from the Georgia dome. When he's at the precinct, that's something that's important to keep in mind when you are, when when we watch the the finish later. So what I want everybody to do is go to one hour and twenty five seconds. One hour on the dot, twenty five seconds. And when I say play, press play, and we're gonna watch this scene here with Goldberg and the police department. So in three, two, one, hit play.
Benitez will be in room three. And as you can see, they have just arrived. I hope our cameras Second of all, I don't even know who Elizabeth Lebetsky is. I do. Bill. Mm -hmm. Miss Elizabeth. You crazy? Miss Elizabeth? Miss Elizabeth. Filed the stalking charges against you, so what we're going to do, we're going to sit here and talk to you. The detectives are, are interviewing her right now and trying to figure out just exactly what the charges are, and they're going to let us know, and we're going to go from there as soon as they get back with the information. Oh, Jack, you know me. I know this ain't me. I know you're not capable of it, but we still have to go with the information. Okay. Let's go ahead and do your job. I ain't gonna be the one to pay for this. Because right. it was not me. Right. As soon as we get the information, we'll let you know what's going on, okay? They're interviewing her now. Alright? Okay. So... Talk, let, let, let's talk about this. But I just noticed that that uh, I know this is getting a little off the rails a little bit. Goldberg had a fanny pack. What what, what that that uh, that uh, if they're taking him into custody, they'd be taking all his possessions. Yeah, that yeah. They would have searched him. Yeah, exactly. They didn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a fanny pack on. Here was the other thing too. Okay, Shivani had mentioned, like I said earlier, that this was you know at the CNN Center yeah. police precinct across the street from the Georgia Dome. Which he's not lying. I've been in that area before. Everything's in that central, like South Peachtree Street area. I, I've I've been in Atlanta a couple of times, and I went to a WrestleMania at the Georgia Dome uh, a number of years ago. And everything is all right there. Like, in fact, Atlanta's a, a fun city. If you've ever been, it's a fun city to go to. It's it's very clean. The the, the people are nice down south, and just there's so much to do. All in that general area where CNN and now it's the Mercedes-Benz Dome replaced the George Dome. There's a convention center. All kinds of stuff going on there. But anyways, what I noticed about that too was, like I said, he was never read his Miranda rights before. They now tell him what he's being charged with Okay, yeah. when he gets to the police station. That's something that they should have told him when they picked him up. The fanny pack. Okay, And if you noticed... Two things. One, they brought him to that front desk area, okay, and they brought him in some little office, some little like cubicle of of, of sorts. Um, and yeah, you go around back. Unfortunately, I know that. <laughs> yeah, there's like, and also too, as he was being brought into the office, I don't know if you could tell, but like on the top of the screen, you could see daylight. So this segment. Oh, I totally missed that. So there was like there's like a window, and you could see like total daylight and uh, of the outside of this police precinct. So you could see the actual. You could tell that this was recorded prior to the event. 
And I mean, I guess they have to do that sort of thing um, when it comes to, uh, you know, production or whatever. But um, so now we're kind of getting into the thick of it here. Now we're starting to get the idea as to why Goldberg is being placed in custody. Um, as a fan, did you sense, take yourself out of this hindsight. Okay. Did you sense that this wasn't going to end well when you saw some of this stuff here? Like the, the, the way this was all set up. I, I liked, I just remember thinking, I like that they're, they're, we didn't get to. I I like a good burn, like a slow burn. This is so I. They're I did building like it time, up. I did like the time. Did it immediately. Boom! Jumping in the rematch. It's happening. Uh, that 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 uh. That I like how they took a, kind of like kind of like kind of like what like 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 make an analogy. I liked what like 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 when when Cody lost to Roman Reigns and like he's calling him out. I want you, Roman, yada, 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 and then boom, Brock came out, derailed that, and then, and then, then we thought of something else. It's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's kinda, I, I don't know if that's a fair analogy per se, but I like like I like when, when, when where where it's like common sense is like, all right, we got to get the rematch or whatever, and boom, we don't get that. I was like, all right, we didn't think outside the box, but so this you, is kind of giving me, uh, but, but like I like that part. But the way they did it with this is kind of, I don't, I don't know. So the execution wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I like the thinking. I really, really so the do. Theor- so the theory. Okay, so you you and I are kind of the same wavelength. Yeah. Because I think what they're, and I could be wrong, but based on what we've watched and how this has all transpired, it sounds like to me that they wanted to build towards Goldberg and Nash on a pay-per-view as opposed to on free TV. So this is like a bait and switch, but at the same time, it's also not the best. It's also not the best idea to bait and switch on free TV either. If you think about it, because yeah, you're getting people to watch. I know ratings were a big thing back then. Yeah. Okay. Getting people to watch, but um, it's not the best idea to do that because then you, then you, your, your viewer loses faith in you. And I think that's what the viewers were doing here with this bait and switch was they they lost faith in WCW because of the fact that they they advertised Nash and Goldberg huge rematch two got two guys super popular and then in the middle of the show Nash or Goldberg gets yeah. arrested like I get it you need well, to leave some kind of doubt and like yeah. you need to like have a story and and create some kind of suspense but at the same time like you don't really. I don't know. I just. Can, can you imagine, Dave? Too, you paid for a ticket, thinking you're seeing Goldberg, and you get that shit. Oh man, I'll be so pissed. Yeah, that's yeah. That is definitely. Uh, that is definitely. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed too. So, all right, what I want you to do is next segment. Miss Elizabeth is going to be, um, going to be questioned by the detectives in the police department here. Okay. Um, she's at the Georgia Dome. She's not at the precinct across the street, which was smart on the police's part, but yep. we're going to get to that, you know, shortly. So what I have you, want you to do is fast forward to one hour, five minutes, and eight seconds. And when I say play, press play off the audio up, and we will, we'll, 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 we'll watch and then we'll react. So in three, two, one, hit play. Do you mind calling you later? 
Okay, Liz, I just want to get some information here in reference to this perpetrator. When was the last time he confronted you, ma'am? It was just a few moments ago, just right outside in the hall at the, at the water cooler. Okay, right outside by the water cooler. Yes. Okay, any other, my partner, any other information that you can possibly provide in reference to us uh, nailing down the suspect? I, I filed three reports already. I. Yes, ma'am. Have you read them? Yes, ma'am. We've read them. follows me everywhere. I mean, I... Now, what do you mean by everywhere, ma'am? Last Monday in, in Baltimore, I mean, at the pay-per-view before then, it's, it's everywhere I go. Every hotel that I am at, I'm at the Marriott, and I turn around, and he's there at the arena. I, you know, I, I walk down the hall, he's there. He's following me. I, you know, I, I, I can't take it. I go to the gym. I go to the gym. I just need to relax and... Who's there? He's there. He's he's behind me. He's always Did there. Did you feel threatened? Did I feel threatened? Of course I felt threatened. Well, take a moment. We'll talk to you outside for a second. All right, fans. She looks very upset. That astute uh, observation from Tony Schiavone yeah. fans. She looks very <laughs> upset. All right, so talk to me about that. Share your thoughts. Like, dislike. What I kind of you... feel bad for um, Miss Elizabeth there. That that, it, that it, you, you could tell, I was like, oh, this, this is probably going to be the shits. But she's trying to make uh, chicken salad out, out of chicken shit. So, so I give her that. Give yeah. Credit to, credit to that. that uh, but I, you could just, reading her mannerisms is, isn't like, I'm scared of Goldberg. It's just like, oh, this is going to be the shits, I think. I, I she, she had enough experience to, to know that, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll be honest with you. She, she, uh, she didn't, she didn't sound convincing, okay? And the other thing, too, is, is that, like, she said that she filed three reports. They're just getting around to it now, yeah. you know? Like, I, I get it, like, you hear stories of that in law enforcement that, you know, unfortunately you hear stories of like that in, in law enforcement in our country where a situation takes place, a domestic situation, and they they, they file reports with the police department and or, or what have you, and nothing really gets done about it. And then it ends up becoming a Dateline episode, unfortunately, yeah. with, uh, w w you know, with, with the spouse getting killed or whatever, or, you know, someone getting seriously hurt. Um so, a real shitty police department. If they got three reports and they're just they're, they're just acknowledging yeah, it right now, you got to figure at least there'll be a restraining order or something. Yeah, they went straight from I filed three reports to I I'm getting back to you now, and then we just arrested the guy. So maybe in a sense that you know they did all these things and jumped the gun because they did such a shitty job in you know, doing their job trying yeah. <laughs> to serve and protect Miss Elizabeth Lebetsky or whatever it's called, wherever she refers to herself as. On a side note, I will say, Miss Elizabeth was my first celebrity crush ever when it, when it came to, you know, when I was a little boy. Yeah. And I'll tell you right there, I, I, I got this weird thing about, you know, talking about dead females and how good looking they are but man she's fuck she's a fucking fox dude. oh totally total fox like totally. she's like i i put miss elizabeth on one of the most beautiful women of mount rushmore on tv that i've ever seen and there's lots of beautiful women out there but yeah. she's got like a natural beauty to her as opposed to all the processed and fake bullshit out there of course my wife's on the mount rushmore yeah, <laughs> beautiful even though she doesn't listen to this podcast anymore um 
but yeah, uh, side note, Miss Elizabeth, my my favorite, my celebrity crush, definitely a hottie there. Um, but she could have done a lot better job um, expressing her concern, and you know, maybe you know, pull out some fake tears. I don't know, but the yeah. acting is not great in this. No, it was, it was, it was, and it's hard for me to defend this storyline here that I've been. Yeah, when it comes to some of that stuff, so Miss um, Elizabeth though did that. that uh, her expertise is, is being a baby face, not a heel. And that's and, true. And, 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 uh, and, and she's a she's a valet. And, and like, like 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 she was with the NWO at this time. Yeah, I think. yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like she 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 was fish out of water, and and I knew. And, and I don't know nothing. I'm sorry. That was yeah. terrible terminology. But 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 I feel that like I said, like she like she's like, oh my god. She probably read this and like, guys, this is this sucks. Yeah. And you can tell that she's like, I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um the detectives too, like, you know, the just the the the, the acting was just so bad. I don't know where they found these people. Yeah. But I don't know if they were like, you know, guys trying to get into the business but it was like all right so you know we would like to know who the perpetrator is like come on like that's just so like movie and tv like you know what well, i mean like was goldberg but yeah the fact yeah. is that like exactly too yeah who's the per- he wants to know who the perpetrator is but she just filed three reports yeah. naming him and you guys are getting around to it and you don't know who the perpetrator is like come on like i like i said i can i can understand why fans are so down on the 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 finger poke of doom is because of the execution of how this all played out yeah. on this episode of Nitro. I can totally get it. I still think there's some logic and theory behind it that makes sense had the execution been better, and I'll get to that shortly. But what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go to now Goldberg's back. He's still at the police station, thankfully. Um, he's not perpetrating or, you know, aggressively stalking Miss Elizabeth at the time. So we're going to go to one hour, 20 minutes and 19 seconds where Goldberg and the police department and the cops are interviewing him, um, trying to get all the information. So I'm going to press play and have the audio up. So in three, two, one, play. Second of all, hotels. Office puts us up in all the hotels. The same place. In the gym? Not him. I train at gyms all around the country. What are you talking about? She said it'd be a Baki gym. Jack, come on. She's a member at a Baki gym. And the reason why I'm always there is because I own it. This, this is an example how ridiculous this is. I want out of here now. Bill, calm down. Look, we're going to check it out. As soon as we find the information, I'm going to let you know. Okay? Just do your job. Right, get these cuffs off I'll me. Get right me back to the arena. I'll be right back. Okay. Got anything for that? Um. Yeah. Uh, that. That. Uh. I watch enough. Uh. I love. I'm a sucker for cop uh, uh, like investigations and whatever, and they film and whatever. Cop shows and yeah, stuff like that. The the, the, the worst. Way to make the uh, that 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 uh to make sure you stay in the police station is demanding you leave the police station that 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 uh that um but uh his acting was okay I, that 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 um and 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 he's defying in his innocence I like that that um 
But yeah, the, the cops and stuff, and they, instead of getting real cops, maybe they should have got actor cops. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole. I mean, I like the fact that like, you know, he's got legitimate reasons to defend why he's in the same place at the same time with yeah. her. You know, oh, the hotels are being you know put together by the company. We're booked at the same arenas around the or around the country. I own the gym. She's a member of it. You know, like so now he's trying to or at least the WCW creative or whoever, you know, set this whole angle up is trying to throw some logic into this illogical yeah. smoke screen that seem what it seems like that's been perpetrated by the NWO. I mean, they haven't really revealed that yet with um with Hollywood Hogan, but you know, he he'll he'll be a part of that shortly. So coming up next, the next segment that we're gonna watch is actually following this Goldberg segment. It's at one hour twenty one minutes and fourteen seconds. It's Gene Oakland interviewing the world champion Kevin Nash. Nash is gonna give his thoughts on this and Rick Flair is going to be involved in this segment. Flair, at the time, a week prior, defeated Eric Bischoff to become the president of WCW for 90 days. Flair had a, a, a rematch with Bischoff on Nitro that took it was a rematch from Starcade the previous night. Flair put his career on the line and beat Bischoff, and so now he's the president for 90 days. Now, also, too, throughout this episode of Nitro, Eric Bischoff was forced to do commentary with Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay, Larry Zbysko, Bobby Heenan, whoever. Bischoff doesn't say a word the entire time on commentary. He's completely silent. So he's playing the disgruntled employee that's being punished by the new boss. And that's just something to keep track of as we watch this. Um, yeah. But right now, it's going to be Kevin Nash, Ric Flair interview with Mean Gene Oakland in front of the Monday Nitro entryway. One hour, 21 minutes, 14 seconds. So... I'm going to do the same thing as I've been doing these last few. Press play after 3, 2, 1, play. Right? Right. So 3, 2, 1. Make sure I got it unmuted. Yep, I do. Play. Live from Atlanta on WCW Monday Nitro here on TNT. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm certain if you've been watching and you have over the past few minutes, you have seen what has happened to Goldberg with that. I would like to introduce to you the current reigning WCW heavyweight champion of the world, ladies and gentlemen, from the Wolfpack, Kevin Nash. Still gets quite an ovation. Even as a result of what will go down as a very chance victory at Starcade. And you know, you heard how angry he was. If you take your time, you know, Philip. You have asked for time to respond to what we've seen over the past few minutes, Kevin Nash. This is your forum, my friend. Yeah, at Starcade, a lot of people say that Kevin Nash beat Bill Goldberg. As far as I'm concerned, at Starcade, Bill Goldberg got screwed. I was sitting back there in the locker room getting ready for a match with Goldberg, and I watched the turn of events that's happened tonight with Liz coming up with some trumped-up charges. But it doesn't take Clouseau to figure out that I know who's behind this, and that's you, Hogan. So it's real simple. Since the Nature Boys seems to be righting all the wrongs, Nature, I'm asking you, 
Let me have Hogan tonight. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that you've had eight days to go over contracts. I know Hogan's still under contract. I want Hogan tonight. Call it a warm-up, because I know at the end of the night, Goldberg and me will be in the ring for the world title. Wow. I think that's what these folks wanted to hear tonight, Kevin Nash. So, Hogan, if you're out there, and I know you are in the back, it's real simple. You and I hook it up tonight. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. President of World Championship Wrestling, Rick Flair, you had to be dialing in on all of this conversation. You hear the request of Kevin Nash? First of all, regardless of whether I agree with how we got it, he is the world heavyweight champion of the greatest wrestling organization in the world. I don't know what's happened to Goldberg, but I know this for a fact. If Liz is involved, Hogan's pulling the strings. And if Hogan's pulling the strings and thinks he's going to dance off to Hollywood, make a movie, and make a mockery of this company, he's wrong. Tonight, Hogan, you're under contract. If Goldberg can't make the match, you, my friend, in front of 40,000 and the world are going to wrestle Big Sexy Yeah! Woo. Thank you. Okay. What do you got for me? Uh, I love Kevin Nash. I really do. But man, he makes a terrible baby face. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think that was the whole thing with Diesel. Like, 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 like everyone wanted him to be a, uh, uh, just a badass. You know, you know, not this goody guy with kids and stuff. But anyway, that, 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 uh, that, 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 uh, yeah, like a celebration of like, it, like, 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 like when, when, he, when he got his match, he was like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, I mean, he was excited. It, 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 I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't buy it anyway. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I like the inclusion of flair. Uh, he was the figurehead president at the time and, um, it made sense for him to, to, to make the match official. Um, for those of you that are keeping score that remember, um, Hogan had been off TV for quite some time. If you remember, um, towards the the latter part of 1998, Hogan had announced that he was going to be running for president of the United States. I don't know if you remember that, Dennis. Vaguely. Okay, and he went on Jay Leno, and he did a whole spiel, and he... He, he kind of left WCW and left wrestling, and then they put, like, Scott Steiner in as the head of the black and white NWO. So, in hindsight, when you look back on it and what we ended up seeing at the end of this episode, it looks like, to me, that they had planned this all along, that this was the end game. This wasn't something that they, were, that, that they just threw together, even though it looks that way based yeah. on what we're watching. Like, they had kind of thrown this out there that it was going to eventually get back to the NWO reuniting all the key players, Hogan and Nash and Hall and all those guys. But we'll talk about that um, shortly. So we're going to go to one hour, 25 minutes, 59 seconds. Miss Elizabeth is still discussing um, the aggravated stalking that she has received from Goldberg with the, the Keystone cops of the Atlanta uh, detective division of the police department. So, uh, Without further ado, three, two, one, hit play. 
you know, I've already told your partner everything, and uh, you know, I don't think. Do I have to repeat this again? Why do yes, ma'am, you do. I need to hear it for myself. I'm kind of a bad speller. I need to write it all down. Now, where did exactly this happen? The last incident that you were trying to explain earlier. Um, I was at the Coke machine, and I was just getting myself a Diet Pepsi. I turn around, and there he is. Okay, he's. What was he wearing? Um, red tights. Red tights. Okay, now you said he followed you all over the place. Went to the Marriott, I understand. Yes. Where else? Uh, he's followed me uh, to the arenas, he's followed me to the gym, he's followed me... Any to... particular gym? It's the, uh, the Obaki gym. Obaki yes. gym. Yes. Okay, now when you say followed you, did he confront you, touch you or anything? Did you see him face to face, ma'am? Yes, face to face. He's always there. Does he ever say anything, ma'am? Of course he does. I, it, why am I defending myself here? Like, this is not fair, okay? Man, we're just asking routine questions here. We just want to understand what happened. Do you know, every time the phone rings, I pick it up, and he hangs up, okay? I mean, I, I don't think I should have to keep defending myself. No, I, I'm not asking you to defend yourself. We're just yes, trying you to are. understand. And that when you, he doesn't say anything, but he always hangs up on you. Yes. Anyway. I'm the victim here. Do you understand that? Yes, ma'am. We understand it. Tell you what, you're getting upset. Why don't yeah. you just, just rest one moment here, okay? Just take it. I want him locked up. Yes, yes I'm tired of this, okay? I filed all these reports. You people are doing nothing. Yes, ma'am. Just take a breath. Just take, take a minute. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so we're seeing the frustration from Miss Elizabeth here. Um, share with me what Much we Much better than the first segment. Okay. I, so I she ramped so. up the, yeah. the, the concern. She she really illustrated her concern. Yeah, like, 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 uh, like, 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 we all know it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, of course, these claims are bullshit. Yeah. That, that, that says, so her being like, I'm the victim. That's her being defensive because, like, the Texas are, are, I think they're starting to think, uh, maybe she's a little bit of the bullshit. Yeah. But then I actually like that part. I really like that part, actually. Yeah, that you could start to tell that the, that the, the, these Keystone cops are realizing that this might be a bogus charge here. What was also interesting, too, about this, um, about this situation was the fact that she, well she she when she started the, the when she answered the first question you know they asked her where this took place and she said in front of the coke machine but then in the previous segment she says oh well it was by the water cooler oh i totally missed that okay yeah. so so now we're starting to see now we're starting to see the 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 bogus claims, there's little crumbs that are just being sprinkled along the yeah. way and bogus claims of um, of what's taking place. So our next segment here, Mean Gene Oakland's in the middle of the ring. He's going to interview Hollywood Hogan. This is actually right after that Miss Elizabeth segment. So I paused it at one hour, 28 minutes, and one second. Um, Hogan's going to answer Nash's challenge. And uh, this is the first time that we had seen Hogan on TV in quite some time because he had announced his... Um, uh, he d declared uh, his nomination for presidency of the United States of America, which would have been very interesting in 1998 because that was following the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yep. So if that was a real thing, that'd been kind of interesting. But um, I think they were trying to play off the, the, the Jesse Ventura winning the governor thing. 
If you remember, it was in yeah, 98. Yeah, yeah Minnesota, won, of course. Yeah, Minnesota. So, um, so I'm going to press play uh, in three, two, one, play. Conversations that we've had here in the last 10 minutes. First of all, Kevin Nash, you know what's going on with Goldberg. You also heard from the new president of World Championship Wrestling, the nature boy, Ric Flair. A lot of the subject matter surrounds this man, arguably... He is the most popular wrestler of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, in Atlanta tonight, Hollywood Hulk Hogan! Why is he so popular? Well, maybe I'm just talking to that right? Never have seen. I, I, the fans cannot forget the past, the immediate past, even though he has announced that he will run for president during the next championship wrestling he says it's a done deal it's signed if you come out of retirement tonight you've got kevin nash and a shot at the wcw world heavyweight title well you know they say 
Okay, interesting. So Hogan has yeah. accepted the challenge here. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, let's go. And, 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 uh, I would like to see, like... Uh, um, you think it's a good backup to Nash and Goldberg? Bef- not knowing the finger poke is going to take place. Oh, yeah. Where, as a viewer, you... you it was you th- a good bait and switch. Okay. I, I like that. Okay. And then, uh, <clears throat> maybe I'm looking back now that, 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 uh, that the finger point of doom, why would you give up the title? That, 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 that maybe, like, in... Uh, uh, like uh like in um storyline like uh kevin nash is going to be the vp candidate that's interesting I yeah i didn't even think of that yeah, right i didn't even think of that that's an interesting uh interesting way of looking at it we, um uh, 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 if, if i'm spoiling anything stop me no, no. But, but but did we ever find out what kevin nash's end game was or what his motivations were in in the storyline itself yeah um I mean, I don't think there was a, a, a verbal explanation given by him, if I recall, but it pretty much was implied that, like, you know, the NWO reformed and he 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 was a part of orchestrating this whole thing to get the title back on Hogan. All right. I mean, if you look at the logic of it, actually, you know what? I'm going to save my, my further explanation for... Um, for 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 later discussion when we close out this this uh, this podcast here. Um, all right, our next segment here: a continuation of the interrogation with Miss Elizabeth and the police department. I think we're getting close towards the end where they're starting to realize that okay, this might be a sham. So one hour fifty three minutes fifty five seconds. Get there. And then when I say play, press play and uh, follow along with us. So in three, two, one, play. Ms. Lebeski, we just want to basically clarify some of the information you've already given us. And you say this has happened often. Yes. How often? <laughs> How many times do I have to repeat myself? Just one more time, please. It happens all the time. And it happened most recently? I just told you, it just happened to... to... It just done a while ago. It... And where did it happen again, ma'am? Um, it was at the Coke machine. Okay, ma'am, you told me it was at the water fountain. Now, when you're at the Coke machine, were you getting a Pepsi out of the Coke machine or a Coke out of the Pepsi machine? You know... Or was it water, ma'am? Okay. Now, you know the Marriott that you mentioned. Don't all the wrestlers stay at the, you know, the Marriott? The whole team. And that gymnasium you were talking about, don't all the wrestlers go to that particular gymnasium, ma'am? Obaki Gymnasium, I think it was. And it's... Hey, Bill Goldberg owns that place. Ah. I wonder why he's there. Mm. 
Ma'am, you've been looking at your watch quite often there throughout this interrogation. Uh, that's a nice watch. Can I see that? My grandfather has one just like it. Thank you. Yeah, okay. It was a gift. Yes, thank you. Oh, a gift. You say he was wearing black tights? I think she said red tights. Red tights? Red I, tights. I saw red, okay? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't he know. He wears black tights, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Lebetsky, uh, I hope you know that perjury is a serious crime here. You can be charged yourself with falsifying a report, ma'am. Miss Elizabeth, you are going to be charged. You know, falsifying a report is a felony. We're talking jail time here, honey. And not only that, ma'am, you're wasting our time. Come on, partner. We're going to talk for a minute, ma'am. Clear your story up. Get us straight. Hey, you know what, guys? Listen. Ma'am, have a seat. Um, I, I think I could be mistaken here, okay? I, you know what? As a matter of fact, I know I'm mistaken. It wasn't Bill. It, you know, a lot of these guys, they look alike to me. There's a lot of these bald-headed wrestlers running around, and I just feel terrible, you know? And I feel awful because, you know... I feel I cost Bill Goldberg his world title shot again, and I just want you to apologize for me, okay? Please, give him my apologies, because I, I don't know how this could have happened. I really, you know I feel really bad, okay? Tell him yourself. Wasting about from my time. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for your time. I, I appreciate it, okay? I'm, I'm really sorry. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so here's the bullshit. Yep. What, what, it, spot the bullshit. Oh, where do we begin? Oh, jeez. Uh, that, 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 uh, uh, um, oh, man. That, 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 um, from, like, so they asked her, or twice, right? That, that, uh, where, where did, where was the last tra transaction? The first time she said the wallet cooler, and then the next time she said the, the Coke machine, The right? water, the water cooler? Uh, the cooler. <laughs> What's <laughs> that, on your mind today, pal? That, that, uh. <laughs> No, that, I'm just uh, um, but anyway, yeah, the water, the water cooler, and then the Coke machine, and then uh, and they asked her again, and she said the Coke machine, and they lost her mind. I, I don't know. And then the he wears he she said he wore red tights, but yep. he wears black. But here's here's the biggest bullshit out of them all. Okay, like I'm I don't the fact that they're figuring out that she's lying. Yeah. Okay. Like that's that the the acting is okay in that. But the fact that the, the, the cop to the right, the white guy, says, you know, perjury is a felony and you're going to be charged. Yeah, she's that in court. Well, falsifying a police report, you can be arrested for is that. Is that considered perjury? After perjury, you literally have to be on the, on the stand. You're lying I'm no legal jury. expert, but falsifying a police report, that you can, you can be arrested for that, at least in the state of Connecticut. Yeah. I'm sure that's pretty much everywhere but what you, what you mean you guys, uh, the, but they're questioning her okay she's made this police report these three uh she's documented it three more times prior to this okay the cop says you are going to be charged and then she goes she goes i'm really sorry can you tell him that i'm really yeah, sorry that i cost him his world title again and the cop goes Tell her yourself. Tell him yourself i thought you were gonna arrest her uh, yeah <laughs> what <point>. the fuck <laughs> Like, are you serious? I thought you were going to arrest her. Like this, like, come on. Um, yeah, there's Bischoff. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're kind of watching this as it goes along here, but you know we're you know fast forwarding here. But I think we're getting closer to the main event um, with Nash and Goldberg and the eventual finger poke itself. Um, but yeah, um, 
So now, you know, this is all transpired. We're getting towards the the, the, the tail end here, and I think now they've, they've realized that um, she was lying and that Hogan could be behind all of this, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to fast forward. All right, let me find it here. We're going to fast forward to the last backstage or the last pre-taped segment. It's going to involve Goldberg and the police department, and they're pretty much going to tell him that, hey, dude, she lied. You're off the hook, but we're not going to charge her for falsifying a police report, even though we told her we're going to charge her, and you're free to go. Uh, you can go back. So without further ado, um, at 2 hours, 9 minutes, and 59 seconds, we are going to watch this final segment. So in 3, 2, 1, play. Bill, stop, stop banging the wall, man. Don't put it in it. Calm down. Listen. I just talked to the detectives. Miss Elizabeth dropped the charges. She admitted that she was lying. She broke down under questioning. Get All right. these cuffs off of me now. All right. Take me to the dome. Let's go. You threw the cuffs on him. <laughs> I know. And you see? Look, it's daylight. Okay. Yeah, the daylight. Yeah. I missed it again. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's still got the cuffs on him, which it, which will be an important part as we watch the, the finish of this. Um, I think we are approaching it right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to have the audio on for the remainder of the next 12 minutes, which is left in this uh, the, the, this uh, this finger poke of doom watch along here. Um, as we've breaking broken this down, but basically, Goldberg. It's funny too. The cop says that you know she admitted she was lying. She folded under questioning. Well, now you've just admitted that she committed a crime, and you're not going to charge her with it. I was going to bring that up, but that, that I know it's not wrestling related, but it is so sad where uh, 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 mainly it's a woman making accusations against a man, and that 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 uh, and they can be false. Guy's reputation's gone, yada yada yada. Yep. But but the woman never goes to jail. You, you just hear it, it, that that is. There, there's been some cases in recent years where women have falsified um, sexual assault allegations, and they've gone to jail for it. I think I've never heard that. I'm I, serious. I forget there was. I want to say there was a. I don't know if it was a college football player or college athlete or a, a high school athlete um, down south. It was an African American kid. And he was charged with sexually assaulting a, a, a Caucasian female. And I don't know how much time he served. I don't I don't have all the details off the top of my head, but this girl lied about it. And it was proven that she lied about it, I think, through either text messages or her DMs on social media. I don't remember exactly how it went, but the guy was vindicated, and she ended up going to jail. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so... And this was like a young chick too. Um, that that buzzer—that's just my dryer going off. I'm, I got I got my sheets in the dryer, so don't be alarmed um, for those of you listening. But anyways, yeah. So that's a situation that uh, that I recall. I don't remember all the details. Like I said, we're just talking off the top of our head here. But um, yeah, it's funny that the cop just said, "Oh well, you know, she lied, but um, you're free to go <laughs> and uh, get these cuffs off of me." Well, you still got them on. And notice there was two sets of handcuffs. On him, he's a big motherfucker. So yeah. I can imagine it took a couple. And I work in corrections, and I've 
cuffed a few guys that are pretty big and I've had to use two sets of handcuffs before um, to, 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 to secure an inmate uh, during a situation. But nonetheless, we are going to play the duration of this episode of Nitro here. It's, I have it paused right now at 2 hours, 10 minutes, and 40 seconds. And we're going to play the duration of it. There's about 12 minutes left. Um, 12 minutes and 7 seconds left of this um, this this episode of Nitro. And after we're done, we're going to break down what we saw. And we're going to talk about, you know, what we liked, what we disliked. And, uh, you know, just reflect on the finger poke of doom 25 years later. What, do you, what, what have you thought about this so far, Dennis? This, this was a on-the-fly experiment of me yeah. doing this like this. What did the you think? podcast, I've, I've enjoyed myself immensely. That, that, that uh but uh, yeah, the cheesy, the cheesy acting, and the uh, the cops not acting like cops, and uh, that 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 that, uh, that that uh, definitely my imagination has not been um, uh, intrigued per se. <laughs> yeah, there's no there, there's no um, it's 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 <laughs> how how do I put it? Um, you know, the execution not the greatest to get us to this point because of the cheesy acting, like you said. Um, Sometimes you want to get lost in in what you're watching and in the story, even like when you're watching a movie or TV. But I think we're too. I think we're a society that's that's too. Um, at least as wrestling fans, uh, we want too much to find the the poke the holes and you know pull the rabbit out of the hat, you know, and reveal the magic trick yeah. before the trick is even completed. You know what I mean? Uh, but in this case here, you know, 25 years ago, you know, it was blatantly pretty bad. Um, but I will at the end of this. I'm gonna defend. I'm I'm, I'm gonna defend this finger poke of doom, not the execution and all this other shit. But I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna break it down for you, Dennis. And okay. I might have done this before, but I'm gonna do it more in long form. I'm gonna break it down for you as to why I think, in theory, this wasn't a terrible idea. Okay, so. We'll do that after we watch this. So two hours, 10 minutes, 40 seconds. Hope you have it paused. Um, I'm going to have the audio up. And in three, two, one, hit play. with the year they beat the Vikings for the Super Bowl. It's WCW Monday Nitro and the first main event of 1999. Right here in this ring, the ultimate grudge match for the heavyweight championship of the world. Are you ready? Atlanta, Georgia, are you
ladies and gentlemen, making his way to the ring at this time, in the company of Big Papa Punk. Wearing black, he stands six feet, seven inches tall, and weighs 273 and one-half pounds. He is perhaps the most famous athlete in the history of professional wrestling. So well known that he is currently campaigning for the office of President of these United States. Tonight, he takes time from his busy schedule to once again step into the ring. Tonight, as the challenger in this ultimate grudge match, ladies and gentlemen, here is the leader of NWO Hollywood from Hollywood, USA. He is the one, the only, Hollywood Hogan! Unmistakable arm for Python, if you will, and what a physique. Didn't expect to wrestle, formally announced his retirement, but still under contract, and he gets a chance here against the heavyweight champion of the world as they stand for Big Sexy, head of the Wolf Pack. Kevin Nash, who said, I'll face Hogan, and then if Goldberg can get back, I'll face him too at CB. It's all here tonight, live on TNT, and here he is. And now making his entrance to the ring at this time, 70 tall, 317 pounds. Although he's a native of Detroit, Michigan, his accomplishments and glory from professional wrestling make him a citizen of the world. He was a member of the former World Tag Team Champions, The Outsiders, a founding father of the original New World Order, and the NWO known as the Red and Black, considered by most to be the best big man in the sport today. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the master of the jackknife powerbomb, the newly crowned reigning and defending undisputed WCWNWO heavyweight champion of the world, Big Sexy Kevin I'm just muting this for a second because I want to point this out, okay? And I'll put the audio back on. Scott Hall comes out with Nash, right? Mm -hmm. A week prior, Nash doesn't condone the way he won the title because of what Scott Hall did. Yet, he comes out with him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay? Think about that for a minute here. He comes out with him, right? So, either you've given away the fact that this is one big giant charade to screw Goldberg or your logic in your, your, your logic is, is totally off here. Okay. I'll put the audio back on as we'll continue this. Tony, real interesting. Fans, as you know, 
time. And as we know, as we saw before the commercial break, Goldberg making his way out. We haven't seen him. Where is it? I'm sure we've got people at every entryway, the main entryway, for the rest of us to come in, where he was taken out. And as soon as Goldberg hits, I know we're going to follow that story as well. So many things developing back and forth. And look at this, Tony. Hogan's in his street clothes to wrestle. Mushed him in the pants. Look at Hogan's reaction. Over 40,000 plus. This is better than a playoff game. Now, this is what pro wrestling, what world championship wrestling is all about. Very tentative look on Hogan's face. But Nash, ready to go at it. Taking their time with each other. Nash trying to get him to hook up at least by shoving him out of the corner. Let's see if that gets a reaction from Hollywood here. But he's been in so many big matches. Oh, he has. What is that about? Thank you. 
All right, what do you? What are your thoughts, Dennis? Uh, let's 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 talk about this here. Let's let's break this down. The worst part of that semi by far was Eric Bischoff doing the uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the spray paint. That was twenty seconds, way too long. Okay, I love the electrocution. Uh, that that actually had me. I thought that was actually pretty funny. And pretty well, when good. he did the. the, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was actually pretty funny. Okay. Uh, th- that's my kind of humor. I, I actually give him credit for that. Okay. But the spray paint was too long. But anyway, uh, that, um, yeah, that, um, that last five minutes was shit. And it, that, that, uh, he was Goldberg. We want him to look strong. He already looked weak. He was losing the title. Now yeah. he looks even more weak. And, yeah. And that, and that, and now you really, now the, you killed the, you killed the cow. That 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 uh that that at uh, the pay per view. Yeah. Now you now you put gasoline and you lit and you lit it on fire. Okay. All right. Um, based on what we saw and how this all broke down and transpired. Okay. I'm very understanding of your feelings towards that, and I said that at the beginning of this podcast. Okay. I'm gonna defend this finger poking theory. And I'm going to break down for you little things that we saw and try to put it all together so that, in theory, I can defend that this was a good idea, that this was a a solid idea, okay? So, before I do that, I'll just give you a little bit of a, you know, reflection on what we just watched, okay? The... The actual execution of the finger poke, and now mind you, the, the Luger thing. Okay, let's let me break. Let me talk about that first. Luger. Okay, in the weeks previously, okay, Luger was a member of the NWO Wolfpack with Nash and Conan. There was only like three of them left because the Wolfpack had been kind of depleted. Sting was taken out. Randy Savage was taken out. Um, so the Wolfpack was pretty much like dwindling, and so despite their popularity, and so they. They began a storyline where Scott Steiner, who was the head of the 
black and white NWO, was trying to recruit Lex Luger to join them. And there was this tension between Luger and Conan where Conan was trying to figure out if Luger was really on his side. Nash didn't really have a whole lot to do with that because he was busy with Goldberg. Okay? So Luger coming to save the day and then turning on Goldberg is the result of all of that, in case anybody wasn't aware or or had forgotten. Okay? Um, Now, let me... Watching it, going back, I still don't have a problem with that whole execution of it and them reuniting. And here's why, okay? And I might go around the block here, so just kind of bear with me. If you go back to 98 on Nitro, like I said earlier, Goldberg was a main focal point in his streak. Then you had the split with the NWO. And... Every week on WCW TV, there was some form of black and red versus black and white NWO interaction. There was never a major match with Nash and Hogan, which I thought we were going to see at that Starcade, Or we, I thought we were going to see Hogan and Goldberg in a rematch for the title. Because I thought for sure if Goldberg beat Hogan on free TV, he was going to get his belt back in a major match. And they were going to promote it. Okay, But in hindsight, looking back on it, I think this is the result that they had wanted. This wasn't something they threw at the wall and was like, oh, we got to do this and, you know, in hopes that people watch our show. Like, I think that they, they, they planned this out carefully with all the major players involved. Scott Hall was kicked out of the black and white. He helped Nash win the title. Nash didn't want his help. Sets up the rematch with Goldberg. Hogan shows up. Goldberg's out because of the aggravated stalking. Steiner tried to recruit Luger into the NWO. Nash brings Hall out after he had denounced Hall the week prior. They have the big they have the match. Boom, finger poke. Like all the pieces are put together. In my opinion, okay? Here's where they went wrong with it. Not following through, okay? Now, when we saw that set up there and they were all celebrating in the ring, I think at one point one of them when they when all the NWO members were facing the camera, they were like, you know, the the band's back together, the elite, they called them, right? The Wolfpack Elite or something like that. I'd have been cool if it was just the six of those guys. And everybody else in the NWO, they can fucking go screw off. But now that I mention that, what they went wrong with was not following through with Goldberg. Okay, Goldberg should have ran through the entire NWO until he got to Hogan at like Bash at the Beach or something like like build it all the way to July. Goldberg's mission is to is to 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 take out the NWO once and for all. Okay, and Goldberg's going to go through all those B team guys like Vincent, Scott Norton, Horace Hogan, Brian Adams. You know what I mean? Like Kurt Henning, right? Because they were still all members of the NWO. Even Big Show was still Big Show was still under contract with WWF at that point. Okay, he didn't debut till about a month later in the WWF in February with the big cage match with Vince and Austin. But you could have had Goldberg go through all of those B team guys, like on Nitros or Thunders or maybe even a pay per view with one of them. You know what I mean? And then. 
you get to the big players that were involved in that hoax. Buff, him and Steiner could have had a, a, a good pay-per-view build-up in a match. Um, Hall with the, t- with the stun gun. Nash, and then eventually you get to Hogan. And he's fucking gone through everybody until he's at the head of the snake. And then, boom. Now, along the way, I'm sure he would, you know, there would be some pitfalls that were created where, you know, the the deck was stacked against against him. Um, Uh, Buff Bagwell and, like, uh, Big Papa Pump and a handicap match. Yeah, or something like that. Or, you know, Luger, um, you know, Luger gets a victory over him, you know, cheating or whatever. Um, At this point, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, you know, you'd already kind of, like, you know, ended that streak and that mystique is gone, so... But at the same time, you said, all right, not, all right, let me hold that thought. Let me hold that thought, okay? So Goldberg could have gone through all these guys. Now, I mentioned Sting and Savage earlier, okay? They were not a part of, they were, before they were written off TV, they were NWO Wolfpack members, okay? Sting and Savage, Sting especially being the franchise of WCW, a great way to reintroduce him could have been as an ally to Goldberg to take out this NWO. You know, his Wolfpack brothers fucking stranded him and went back to Hogan. And Sting goes back to his black and white face paint, the crow. And he returns to help Goldberg put this NWO thing down once and for all. Hell, even Randy Savage, same thing. Savage was taken out by the NWO, by by the black and white when he was a member of the Wolfpack. Savage coming back and his hatred for Hogan. He could be an ally to Goldberg. You already had Diamond Dallas Page, who was a a, a a major player. Ric Flair was the president of WCW. You had all the pieces there to make up for the negative response that this angle had, but they never followed through with it. Goldberg. They moved Goldberg. The 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 main the main event of the next pay per view was Goldberg and Scott Hall in a ladder match with that like taser gun hanging over. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Bam Bam Bigelow got involved. Now, mind you, if you remember, Bam Bam Bigelow was introduced to WCW programming a month in the, in the month of November, and he was treated as like he was an outsider trying to invade, and he wanted a piece of Goldberg because he thought he was better and tougher than Goldberg. So he was interfering. He was, in fact, was involved in the Starcade finish. He was he he was the distraction when the referees and the security were trying to remove him from the match. That's how Scott Hall came in and tased Goldberg. Okay, so Bam Bam got involved in that finish with 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 Hall and Goldberg at the 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 pay per view with the ladder match and the stun gun. They moved Goldberg off to 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 Bam Bam, and then the NWO focused on Ric Flair, the president. And I just felt like after all of that humiliation that Goldberg had went through, that he would. His character would be laser focused on going through the NWO. Yeah. False allegations against him. Yeah. Him, stole the title. Instead, they shifted him over to Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah. which I get that they needed to button that up a little bit. And, but at the same time, it. I don't know. I just, I, I think that's what made this angle so wrong in the fact that. They never followed through with it. Had they followed through with this and Goldberg was the hero 
and he had, with help from others like yeah. Sting and a Diamond Dallas Page or whoever, and they finally got rid of the NWO. I think that there would have, I think, I think WCW would have had a fighting chance against the WWF. I, I agree with that actually. That that um, yeah, yeah, you made Goldberg strong and like um, you could rebuild Goldberg that yeah, way in a sense. Absolutely, kind of, kind of like almost advertise it like. It's like another version of the streak, but this time he's he, he's focused on just the NWO, not everybody that's, that that the WCW puts in his path. Yeah, you know what I mean. The other thing that hurt this too was injuries. Scott Hall had injured his foot at, um, following the Super Brawl pay per view. Actually, it was an incident that um, not wrestling related. It was he somebody ran over his foot. Jesus. in the parking lot of the arena after the pay-per-view and he broke his foot so he was out of action for a number of months so that's one major name that's taken out of this equation luger had torn a tricep or a bicep or something he was out of that too so all you had left was and buff hadn't been cleared to wrestle yet so all you had left was hogan nash and steiner essentially that goldberg could work with and here was the other part that that bothered me the nwo they they perform they 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 put out and illustrate this big charade to reunite okay and on television you could they they were they were creating a clear division between the the b team black and white and this nwo red and black elite group that hogan was leading right and they were starting to pick off. I think they kicked Kurt Henning out of the group. And they were starting to pick these guys off one by one. Um, but they were focused on Flair. And they did all these dastardly things. And I think David Flair joined the Wolf Pack too. And then a month later, they turned Hogan a babyface. And the NWO's a babyface. And Flair was the evil president. Which they've done before. Yeah. Now... Having said all that, I'd like your thoughts on what they could have done. Give me your vision. See, what they could have done to save that finger poke. Like, uh, that, uh, uh, it was thrown together a little bit. Like, I, I like how you kind of, uh, uh, that, um, what I'm looking for. Broke it down? You, you broke it down, yeah. And I like how you, like you stood up and were like, hey, wait a second. They actually did kind of. They did thought this out, and they did. They, they did plot it. However, they did it in one night. This should have been four or five. Uh, it should have been drawn out. This is your biggest storyline, and, and and you're trying to convince us why Goldberg shouldn't instantly just be have a match for the world title. That 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 uh, that uh, this shouldn't have been one night. This should have been all right tonight. Goldberg, you're getting arrested. And then, and, and then, and then the next week we're gonna find the details. Cliffhangers, yeah, yep. cliffhangers, exactly. Yeah. That 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 uh, Goldberg gets arrested at the end of Nitro, yep. or or no? What what? Here's an idea. What if they did? What if they did advertise Nash and Goldberg, right? And Goldberg comes out, and the Atlanta Police Department show up, and they cuff him, and he gets escorted out of the building. And the closing shot at the end of that Nitro is Goldberg leaving in a police car with Hogan standing there, and that's how you reveal that Hogan might have had something to do with it. Yeah, exactly. and then you wait till Nitro the next week, or Thunder later that week, or whatever. They blew their load in one night. Exactly. That's 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 a good point that you brought. That I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. That's a good point that you brought up there. I like that. Um, 
Any anything else that you think you should? So you said they should have drawn this out a little bit. And it, and, it, and you can't. Uh, so Goldberg already looked weak because he lost the title yep. at the pay per view. And then the sec, the next, the next time you're gonna see the guy, it, that happens. He gets the handcuffs are still on him like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yep. that, uh, that 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 and that. But and, and and your big payoff too also was like. Luger, he's a bad guy again. It's like, who cares? That was DDP. Everyone lost their mind. Like, wow. Yeah. Or somebody like right out of right field. You yeah. Know? And, and it was like the same old cast, the same old characters. It's like the stale NWO. Is, is, it's like great. I thought that NWO had potential with those six guys. Had they cut the rest of the, 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 the leftovers of yeah. like. Like you said, NWO elite. I like that. Yeah. That, that's what. That, yeah. I. I would have been fine with that. And then I said at the same time, though, had Goldberg taken out the B-team guys yeah. like Stevie Ray and Horace and all those guys on Nitro and Thunder, you get rid of all that those guys, fantastic. okay? And then then you, then you, then his real goal is to getting rid yeah. of, you know, so like Hogan feeds him all of those guys, like at first, like, all right, I'm going to get my, I'm going to have him go through these scrubs before he gets to the elite of the group, so to speak. Um, here's a question for you. Um had this had this taken place on a different night had mankind not won the world title on nitro or on raw on a taped episode do you think this would have been as do you think we would have gotten the same negative response from fans it would have been more memorable that's for sure it's got forget it gets all forgotten this whole night gets all forgotten because because of McFoley, in my opinion that that that, that goes down in history if people, if people like like I listen to podcasts where they go, yeah, the 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 four things of wrestling: Hogan body slams, Andre the Giant, or you get the gist. Like, yeah, like, like the most fondest memories of wrestling. Yeah, and you know McFoley winning the title is one of them. Yep. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. That, 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 uh, people talk about the finger pointing to them, but they're not like, oh my god, I'm telling my grandkids that. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah, they're telling them what not to watch. Exactly. Yeah, they're telling them what not to watch. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe I. Maybe I, I dissect it a little too much, but I I didn't either. For I I that 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 that's not even me I just I love what you did. I thought you did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. you I know? appreciate. I mean, I most people look at it and they're like, "This is terrible. This was what you know killed them. This was the first nail in the coffin." I thought the Sting Hogan Starcade finish a year prior was the first nail in the that's coffin. That's an interesting thing with the, with, said. with the fast count with yeah. Nick Patrick and Bret Hart. I think that's the first nail in the coffin. I think this was the shot that was like, "All right, they 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 really dug themselves in a deep hole. It's going to be hard to get out of this one." Yeah, that's my opinion. And people say like this was when they officially lost the war. I mean, that that might be a strong statement too, but I do think had. Had there been some good follow up and a and a good payoff, like a Hogan Goldberg at Starcade or a Hogan Goldberg at Bash at the Beach, yeah. and Goldberg had already you know taken out every single one of Hogan's troops, and it's just down to the head of the snake, I think people would have accepted this a little a, a little bit better than they did. Oh, I I I I tend to agree with that as well. So I have a I have an interesting. I want to close with this. And it's in regards to this night, not necessarily the finger poke, but the Mick Foley world title win. Okay? 
and we're going to review this. We're going to talk about this at length on our next episode as we watch the Mankind World title win from that same night on Monday Night Raw. Did you know that it wasn't Eric Bischoff and WCW that initially spoiled Mankind's world title win on, on television? And I know that, no. Do you know that it was actually the WWF that spoiled it first? Did they, did they really? How, yes. How did they do that? Well, we're gonna let our listeners. T- we're, 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 we're we're gonna we're we're gonna let. Hold on, we're yeah. gonna let we're gonna share that. I'm gonna share that story with you on our next episode as we watch Mankind and the Rock WWF title match from the January 4th, 1999 I'm episode so of really Raw. All right. Well, with that being said, thank you, Dennis, once again. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. By the way, nice tree, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, still got the Christmas tree up with the lights and everything. Um, you know, holiday season is uh, in the rear view, but I uh, hope yours was a good one. Mine yeah, was pretty solid, nice too. I really did. Can't complain. Um, but uh, with that being said, I think it's officially about this time that we finger poke this episode down for the three count, and we'll see you all next time.